Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. It's apparently podcast day on a Wednesday. I don't know what day this podcast goes out anymore. (laughs) But lots of things about being human are messy. And um, apparently after consistently running this podcast for over 200 episodes, it's time to get wobbly. What I do know is that my kids just had a four-day weekend. And they're pretty easy. Like... (laughs) they're big they don't make a ton of messes but I guess I'm more of a person of habit than I thought I was because when they don't go to school my brain thinks they should be in school I get very wobbly (laughs) but I use my tools I use the exact tools that I teach you to manage my anxiety to manage my overwhelm to adapt and be flexible and to not make one day mean too much in the grand scheme of things. So that's what I did yesterday. You did not get a podcast, but I did have a topic I wanted to talk about this week. So I'm going to put the podcast out on Wednesday and I appreciate those of you who are adaptable in your listening patterns. Um, A couple things happened. So I had my very first after abortion group coaching call this week on Monday evening. The February call is scheduled for a daytime. So, well, at least in my time zone, Um, actually scheduled it that way because someone overseas in Europe who I know wanted to be a part of the call the evening is too hard for her so it's super late so the full spectrum space is now hosting a once a month after abortion group coaching call and the first one was this monday evening and there were six other people on it which i thought was a fabulous turnout considering the full spectrum space is i think less than 20 people still right now um it's a very tight community. I know everyone there. Um, I trust myself to um, maintain as safe a space as is possible um, and for us all to be brave and show up and be vulnerable um, and to keep our boundaries so that if anything feels um, wonky or um, uncomfortable, I I know that I will not um, tolerate, right? Like, I'm just not going to tolerate any nonsense or bullshit. <laughs> so um, I think that has led me to the place where I'm willing to host a group coaching call in a bigger way than I had been before. 
Um, I think before I didn't trust myself enough to like have clear boundaries and um, be able to stop someone if they were headed in a direction that didn't feel um, good for the whole or um, to not trust myself to sort of coach through whatever might get tricky. So I, I do think there's a very fine science in, host, in holding space for a group abortion call. Um, everyone's story is so incredibly unique. Everyone's story has so many different layers that it's really easy for any of us to latch onto a piece of one person's story and think, oh my gosh, they're like me. And then we hear another piece of their perspective or story and then panic. Oh my God, they're not like me. I am different. I am the only one. Um, and that can be really valuable, but it can also be really detrimental as someone in the space. So I think a lot of us after abortion are looking for community. We're looking to feel not alone. We're looking to um, find peace and freedom in our own experience and our own story. And we want to we want to do that like we're human. So we want to do that by knowing how we fit into the whole and who and what is supportive to us. And so I've really shied away from group coaching because of this little bit, this tricky dynamic of, um, and I think the way a lot, at least the group coaching I've been a part of the way that this gets avoided is that group support circles are very tend very much to be um, a place where we can show up and share, but there remains like very little conversation or reflection afterwards. So um, group group circles, group. Um, group experiences after abortion tend to be a little more like show up and listen but don't converse don't get into the nitty-gritty don't get into the messy don't get into the nuance and I don't want to hold that space partly because and I know it's super valuable for some people but partly because for me I don't like being a participant I need to say shit like I need to ask questions I need to understand like I am way too curious and bold to just sit in circle and listen like um I want to know the little elements like if I tell my story like I don't want like silence afterwards or like words of support like yes I want support but I also want people to ask questions I want um I want people to point out things maybe I haven't seen like basically it's this point in my journey my abortion is will be seven years ago um this March so I'm almost at the seven year mark And yeah, I guess it's taken that long for me to feel really confident. I also have a million certifications. I've had a ton of experience coaching all different people. Um, But I guess it's taken that long for me to understand how to create a space that um, reflects the space I wanted to show up in after my abortion. 
So, this is my really long way of saying there now exists a monthly after abortion call. This one was super free form. We basically all just showed up and started chatting. I offered some prompt questions. Um, some people were on camera, some people were off camera, which I do think makes it a little trickier. It's hard to trust the person you can't see on the other side of the um, of the Zoom screen, but I also understand the value in being able to be off camera, so I'm still navigating that a little bit. Um, I think for future calls, um, you know, there will be a little more structure, there will be a little more like um, pledge an agreement to uphold certain standards. Of You know, I did, of course, say that this was a confidential call, um, but it, it's it's funny, like, when someone's behind a Zoom screen, no video, it's, like, a little, at least for me, it's, like, a little edgy, like, who's back there? What's happening? <laughs> and so I prefer, and I feel like I can trust in the circle more when I can see people's faces, at least temporarily, on and off, Um but again, I just, I want to be able to hold a space that people feel comfortable. And I know for some people being on camera is, is not the way to do that. So I'll, I'll keep navigating that and see how it goes. Six people showed up to the call, like I said. Uh, so including myself, there were seven. It just was so lovely. Um, it was nice for people to be able to ask each other questions. Hey, has anyone else had this experience? Did anyone have this experience? Um, it, I, I could feel myself like a little nervous and fumbly and in classic Amanda standing. I didn't like, I didn't prepare for this call. I just showed up. Um, so I think I had to get over my own nerves because like I've already explained like there there's some pieces of a group space that are important to me and um, I'd never seen them navigated so I'm going in blindly um, so I had to get over my own nerves like I vibe off other people so I definitely whether you believe it or not was feeling the energy of the other people in the room and really wanting to hold safe space um, but I absolutely can and do do that so um, we had some great conversations we kind of barely dipped our toes in the water um, but one question I asked made me think about podcasting today, which was, what was the first time you remember feeling not alone, right? Like somebody you know told you their story or you were in a space that that gave you room to feel like you weren't alone, to feel like you were connected, to feel like feel some relief around it's not just me I don't remember how I worded the question but that was the question like does anyone remember that moment where you felt not alone not just in statistics but in your body where your body went oh we really aren't alone versus like 
one in four people will have an abortion by the time, at least one abortion by the time they're 45. Like statistics are great, but a lot of times like we, we even, even though we know they're well researched, we don't believe them. So the moment where you believe you're not alone is the moment where you start to feel some relief in your body and you start to believe that you're not alone in your body. Um, and two people on the call said listening to your podcast was the first time I felt not alone. And <laughs> it makes me a little emotional. And um, I know that the podcast is important, but I sometimes forget how impactful it is. Um, I, you know, those like diehard listeners know that one time someone reached out to me and said, like, no joke, I've listened to one ep- this one episode like almost 100 times. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fabulous. Other people listen on their way to their appointment. Other people listen in the car when they're driving to find relief. Um, I've heard a lot of individual stories, but somehow when I asked this question and, and heard these beautiful humans on the call say hey it was your podcast it was you it was your voice that made me feel less alone um I I don't remember if it was directly after or not but um where that led me on the call was a moment I remember a podcast that I listened to um that I felt super passionate about and like I wanted to be a part of that community I actually was a part of that community but like I wanted to feel like the host cared about me and and wanted to know who I was anyway that podcast I listened to religiously I remember at one point she said like if you're listening to this I am your coach like you have my permission to say hey I have a coach. <laughs> and so in the call, I just offered that belief system to the people there is like, you can believe that anyone of any podcast, any book you read, any um, work you follow, you can believe that they are there for you, that they are your coach, your mentor, your friend. That's a belief you get to harness whether or not someone else believes it's true, right? Like, oh, well, she's only your coach if you've actually worked with her one-on-one. She's only your coach if you've actually paid her. She's only your friend if you go out for coffee. She's only your mentor if you've created some body of work based on her, Paul, her theory, whatever, Um it's just not true. Like you can believe that I am your coach. You can believe that I am your friend. You can believe that I love and care about you. Obviously, like don't believe that for no reason. But if something like the podcast or my work, um, my book, my Instagram, my presence in the world feels like friendship to you take it believe it if it feels like I'm your coach just because you listen to the podcast take it believe it um we get to cultivate that belief if it works for us if it feels good to us um and so 
I don't know, that that whole experience on that call and remembering like, hey, it's been a while since I've given my podcast listeners permission to like believe that I'm a part of your circle. Like, I know you don't need that permission. Literally what I'm telling you is you can pick up any book that you love, any podcast that you love and decide that that person is now your mentor. That person is now your guide. That person is now your friend. Um, I'm looking at my stack of books trying to like grab one and just give you an example, but it it really doesn't matter. Um, you don't need permission to do that, but sometimes it feels good to, to hear that permission. And, and, you know, I sign all my emails, like believing in you and I'm not joking. Like I really do believe in you all. I believe in what's possible for you after your abortions. I hate that it's such a struggle for so many of us to find peace and freedom after our abortions when we're working through shame and grief and regret and um, just like loneliness, all the things. But I also, I don't know, there's something about it. Like that's where all the power is. Like those of us who work through the complexity of an after-abortion experience versus just being like, had an abortion, moved on, lived my life. Like, that's fantastic and amazing. But I think, and perhaps those people have found their power in other stories, like an after-cancer journey or an after-car accident journey or an after-abuse journey. Um, I don't think we found real true power as humans without going through some shit. (laughs) And for some of us, abortion is that thing. It just doesn't mean anything except that like that was the place we worked through some hard things and found our power again. And so, um, you know, I I think I got there because I was going to say like, I wish it didn't have to be so hard, but that's not true. Like, I, I think that for some of us it is so hard and messy is what makes it like gives it the potential to be so powerful for the rest of our lives like one thing I talked about on the group call is that even though I have like my my story around abortion is very empowered my story around abortion feels good in my life my story around abortion is freedom for me I have peace around it like I don't have I don't there's not a big pool of negative feelings for me around my abortion um so that's not something I'm working through every day but I feel good about my story and I didn't just stop at that I kept using it to give me power right like I keep using the things I learned to help me get somewhere else I want to go in life like I came through not just to come through and survive again, but to thrive. Like, I draw on my experience as a source of power. And when I say I believe in you, that's what I believe is possible for all of you. Even the person who's like, I had an abortion and I moved on with my life. Like, that person has a richness in their relationship to abortion that they can draw on right like why am I okay with it why don't I feel the pain the sting of stigma why don't I have shame why don't I have regret why 
why is it no big deal to me? Like, that's all good juicy stuff that you can learn and grow from. Like, if if I don't have a sting around abortion, abortion, like, what am I believing about it? And can I believe that about something else in my life that does have a sting for me? Um, you know, maybe I'm fine with my abortion story, but I have some, some like, shame around my divorce story. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever the thing is, like, we get to draw from different places. And so... I really believe that our abortion is a source of our power. Abortions, if for some people, for me, it's one. So that's what I tend to like go to when I'm speaking. Um, But our abortions are a source of power for us, um, no matter what they look like. And so I really, truly believe that anyone can come to a place of thriving after abortion and kind of the point of this whole podcast was for me to say to you like please 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 hire me if you have the resources to do that if you can find the resources to do that please please reach out to me let's work together let's like get in and find the nitty-gritty um of where your power lies in your story, no matter what stage you're coming to me at. Um, I think weekly coaching, general life coaching, like if I can help you go after the job you want, if I can help you go after the relationship you want, if I can help you be the parent you want with a comfort of being able to swing back to an abortion story at any point, like, I mean, what, what can we create in the world? (laughs) So much good stuff. I think a lot of times people go after a dream and there's one little thing hanging them up, keeping them from getting there, one little belief they have. And um, they can be working with a coach or a mentor to go after that. And if they're not comfortable being like, uh, well, I'm still afraid people are going to find out this about me or I still believe that um, this about myself, like it, it's going to hold back that that ability to thrive. And so what I love about the place I've gotten to in my own coaching is that we can go after big, bold, amazing things in the world and if we're not hiding our abortion stories, I mean, it is just the sky's the limit for how we can work with a coach. Um, I have talked to my clients like about, you know, I'm hesitating, but there's like no, <laughs> I'm obviously not going to give names or anything, but we've talked about sexual trauma. We've talked about relationship trauma. We've talked about childhood trauma. I am not a therapist, so I am always referring people back to clinical therapy for anything that um, that they feel like they really need extra support or um, if if clinical if it seems like anxiety or depression is something getting getting in the way of people's ability to either work with me or to experience their daily life, I'm going to continue to refer back to clinical practitioners. I am not that, but I am an open space um, for people to share with me in ways. The reason I 
the reason I open space for you to share anything with me is because I believe that once it's out there and we've moved past it, we can like step forward. We can see any little strings that are attached and holding us back or we can just jump forward. Again, I'm not a clinical practitioner, so I'm not gonna be able to do therapeutic work with anyone, but I'm always referring my clients to get that therapeutic clinical um, care from psychiatrists and from psychologists and from therapists. Um, But for me, I consider myself the coach who you can talk about anything with. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear that, but my little coffee maker beep just went off, which is like, we're turning off the heater now. And it felt like a, hey, Amanda, wrap it up. (laughs) So I'm going to close this podcast episode. Um, I actually didn't have any guest recordings in the bank, so I'm ready to record some more, with some more guests. I will make that a mission of my week to get those scheduled and recorded. If you have any requests for guest episodes, um, please reach out and let me know what they are. There's so many people in the world who have something to add to to this podcast, to this conversation. Um, until until I'm on here again, like, please, please remember you have my permission to consider me your coach, your mentor, your friend, um, in any way that is useful to you. And, um, I highly, highly, highly recommend joining, well, A, engaging in if, again, if your resources allow, um, getting in into the spots that are open for one-on-one coaching. We coach weekly. We coach for a half hour. It's not, um, at the, sometimes if somebody's brand new to me and coming with abortion work, we do do our coaching sessions a little longer than a half hour to get started just because there's a little more to dig through. But after that, when we're talking about weekly coaching and just like thriving in your life in general, living the life you made your choice for, they're just half hour sessions every week and we really dig in and turn your life into something you love living. Um, so please do that if you have the resources. But there, the full spectrum space is the space that whole, and all my one-on-one clients have access to it, but the full spectrum space is $19 a month. You have access to group general life coaching with me once a month and this new community after abortion call once a month. So those are as an incredible value in there to jump into. Um, most of that space is held in Facebook, in a Facebook group, um, but the calls are Zoom calls with me. Um, and I just think if you're clearly I'm ready. So if you're ready to be in a group space with community around your abortion story, like we had people on that call who had their abortion decades ago. We had people on that call who had their abortion months ago. We had people on that call who found me after their abortions and have moved on to just general life coaching with me. We had people on that call who had like did abortion coaching with me and that's it like it like even though there were only seven of us it was such a wide range of 
um, people who, on that call who had their abortions at all different stages, um, different, um, even different trimesters. Like it was, it was really pretty special place. Um, so join the full spectrum space. That is not the place to get deep one-on-one abortion coaching with me, but it is the space to um, look at general life coaching with me and to be on this group after abortion call. So I hope that a whole bunch more of you flood into that space now that I'm putting this podcast episode out. Um, I look forward to holding and supporting all of you, and I probably will cap that group off off at certain points because I want to make sure I'm giving everyone who needs it the care and attention um, that I feel like is valuable in a community space. Like, I don't want it to get so big that it doesn't feel like a community anymore. Um, So I'm not sure. I'm just going to gauge my own radar. Like, you know, if 10 more people join today, I might just cap it off for a little while and get us adjusted and then open it again. I'm not sure what it will look like, but um, I hope a bunch of you flood into that space now that I'm releasing this episode because um, really, really good stuff happening in there. General life coaching and after abortion coaching, um, it's the place to be. All right, until next week. Thanks for listening, and as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.